1: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Morgan's Pop Talks, breaking down the latest in reality TV and pop culture. A little housekeeping right off the bat because, as you know, it's Vanderpump Rules finale week. I mean, I know it's not the finale, but part three of the reunion aired this week. So we're doing things a little bit differently, obviously, because I record the podcast on Wednesday afternoons. And I know... Nothing matters except for Vanderpump rules right now. So, what we're going to do today, um, we're going to do Summerhouse final thoughts today. And then on Friday, we're gonna have another bonus episode come out about part three of the Vanderpump Rules reunion, my final thoughts, and all the things. Because I'm doing two podcasts this week, I decided to make sure that I don't like run myself into the ground, you know, with these podcasts. Because I'm still working woman, um, so today, you know, no pop three. We're just gonna get into a deep dive of the summer house um, finale, and I mean, at least part two of the reunion. I don't even want to talk about it, to be completely honest with you, because Summer House has been draining me, draining me, but I feel like I owe it to you guys to make it one final push through the last episode. And I have Zell Brooks from the Who Asked Me podcast on with me today. I found her on TikTok and I really fell in love with her because she's unapologetic in her opinions. And that's something that I am really struggling with lately. I mean, y'all know, y'all have seen the Instagram comments and. <laughs> the podcast reviews. Okay. I'm getting haters in the comments, in the DMs, in my podcast reviews, and it does start to get to me. I am like just a sensitive little flower, but I'm trying not to be. I I all the time compare myself to Tom Schwartz. I'm the Tom Schwartz of Bravo commentating where I just want everybody to have fun. I want everybody to like me. I want everybody to like each other. But at the end of the day, you guys, Can't we not have a differing opinion about Bravo without people being jerks? I mean, what is this world coming to literally? And just because I don't like the way that Paige DeSorbo acted at the reunion does not mean that I hate Paige DeSorbo. I met her at BravoCon. She was very nice. She was one of the nicest people that I met at BravoCon. So it's like not that deep people for you to be leaving me a. One star review that says hashtag team page. Like, come on. Come on. We got to be better than that. Okay. So, Zell, like I said, she says it like it is. Even if you don't agree with her take or my take, it's just for fun, you guys. Like, can we just have fun? Okay. Okay. Let's get into it. Zell, thank you for joining MPT this week. So happy to have you. I'm so happy to be here. Sad to be talking about the summer house reunion because I I feel like honestly I've been watching Bravo for a very long time. Weirdest reunion ever? Am I alone in thinking that it was totally bizarre? No, you're you're not alone. It was
0: bizarre from what we were watching. Also, the editing, the
1: producing—like I was like, "What? What is this? Yeah, like, what is going on?" It was very strange. It just didn't really, and I know we'll get into the Andy of it all, but it just didn't seem cohesive at all Mm -hmm. with what we watched from the season. There were things, and you know, they always do this where they put things in the trailer and then it doesn't end up. But like the accusation that Sierra texted Corey while he was with Sam and then we don't get it. Like who's making those decisions?
0: Well, Summer House is notoriously bad for doing that to us. I mean, I can Think of multiple times in other seasons where they put clips in of the previews and we're like, oh, what's that? And by the end of the season, we've never seen it whatsoever. And
1: it's like, well, okay, why did you put it in there? then?" Right. Not to mention, like, and I really don't mean this as shade. It just is a fact. But Sierra didn't do anything at the reunion. So it's like if you're going to bring up something juicy that happened about Sierra, why? Why wouldn't you? Morgan, girl, you always say, I'm not, I don't want to be shady.
0: Lean into the shade. (laughs) Lean into the shade, girl, because it's it's it shade if it's true. You know what I mean? And that's true. Like, it was very random at the end there when Sierra started yelling at Lindsay. Mm -hmm. And we were, I was like, I feel like there's something that we missed in here. Mm -hmm. I still don't. And even if there's something we miss, I'm still not really sure why Sierra is so activated against Lindsay (laughs) at this point in time. But I mean, I'm just like, what's going on? And I even remember looking at the clock and being like, we're running out of time. Like, when are we going to bring up this accusation?
1: Yeah. And it just never came to be. So one of the unanswered mysteries of Summer House, I think we should just kind of walk, you know, through the episode First, though, this wasn't at the beginning, but it's something that Lindsay said that I think shaped the entire part two of the reuse the reunion. And that is when they were in their green room by themselves, just her and Carl. And she said, I'm worried about the relationships that matter. Me, mm-hmm. you, Kyle, Amanda and Danielle. And mm-hmm. I feel like that kind of set the landscape for what we were about to see, because, of course, it started with a little bit of, you know, Paige interjecting as well. But we didn't really hear from her uh, throughout the rest of the episode. And we start with Carl and Kyle. What did you make about that, the whole first scene between Carl and Kyle? I mean, it it was sad.
0: Like, it was very sad. I remember at the beginning of the season when Kyle was doing that, I was like, there, I don't think anybody understands. Like, this is beyond Carl never being able to keep down a job or like Mm. Kyle giving him that job. It's, It's actually just not cool to do that in general but especially to your friend that's in recovery. Yeah. Um I know that Amanda is I Amanda is like a gentle parent when it comes mm-hmm. to uh almost everybody in her life but I I feel like I would have had to tell my husband like hey absolutely not. Yeah, shut it down. Absolutely not. And I know that that doesn't necessarily work with Cot probably doesn't work with Kyle the best because he's, if you take it up here, he'll take it up (laughs) even (laughs) further, but it was just so sad. And we've never really heard Carl open up that much about what went down with his brother in the past before Mm -hmm. that led up to his passing. So it was heartbreaking. It, It really was.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I feel like in general, Carl doesn't get enough credit for Mm -hmm. his sobriety journey. And I hate, and I've said it from the very beginning, I really hate when people put the boring label on him. It's like, why? Because he's sober. He has given so much to the show. I mean, even from season one and now opening up about his addiction, talking about his brother, talking about his parents' divorce, Mm -hmm. you know, now getting engaged. I feel like boring why just because he's not like james kennedy waterfalling fireball like it's a different kind of entertainment but i still appreciate what he brings to the show in that regard i
0: do too and that whole boring label i was just like when at the beginning of the season when it was happening it was like oh get up and go to barry's boot camp Carl's not waking the rest of the house up to get up and go to Barry's boot camp, And he's also not saying everybody go to bed yeah. when, it, when he goes, when him and Lindsay go to bed. He's just like, I'm going to bed. Right. You know what I mean? So that's why I was like, I don't really understand why everybody's so mad about this. Mm-hmm. It, it is what it is. Let them go to Barry's as long as you're not waking me up, as long as you're not making me go. Mm-hmm. I don't care.
1: Today's podcast sponsor is OneSkin. And if you have sensitive skin, listen up. We got to talk about their scientifically proven topical supplements. Free from over 1,500 chemicals and preservatives that can make skin red and itchy and irritated, all the stuff we hate. Their products are safe for sensitive skin. It's just one of the reasons they've earned the Skin Safe seal of approval. OneSkin's products are backed by extensive lab and clinical data to validate their efficacy and safety On all skin types. Not only that, they're the first and only skin longevity company to target cellular senescence, a key hallmark of aging. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, one skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer say no more. Get started today with 15% off using code POPTALKS at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code POPTALKS. After your purchase, they're going to ask where you heard about them. Please support the show, support your girl, tell them I sent you because we give credit where credit is due here at MPT. Something I found really interesting still in this Carl and Kyle dynamic is, you know, with the lover boy stuff, um, we found out that really Lindsay and Amanda both behind the scenes were trying to bring them back together. You know, Mm -hmm. we got Lindsay's side of the story when she says, you know, I was telling Carl, no, you're not just going to quit. You're going to talk to Kyle, your best friend. And then you have Amanda on the other side that says, you know, um, I have been in, in Carl's shoes where he's right. a little bit frustrated with his job and I vent to you and you only hear my side. So I thought that was really nice that they could put their differences aside for a second and see, you know, the common ground on that. I feel like without the other distractions, there is hope for Amanda and Lindsay. Do you see that as well? I do. I do see that there's hope for Amanda and Lindsay.
0: I think, just like I think with everybody else, Lindsay wants to move on. And that's what I got to give her each and every time. And I know i really yeah. like, you a Lindsay fan, but <laughs> Lindsay say about me says too, she's going to move on and then she moves on. Yeah, she does. I, you know, not to throw back to the first episode, but like, I couldn't believe that we were sitting there talking about Stuff from two and three years ago that everybody claimed to get over. Yeah, Every, We've had times that like people have been fine with one another and it just felt like they came to the reunion to have, I felt like everybody, even Carl and Lindsay came on such a defense, like trying to defend yeah. their actions. The difference between Carl and Lindsay and everybody else is that Carl and Lindsay were defending their actions from this season. Everybody yeah. else was reaching back to other seasons to try and defend their actions.
1: Yeah, and I said it a lot last week. It's just, it was very hypocritical, especially, you know, just even comparing like uh, the situation with Kyle and Carl this season when Kyle blurted out, you know, what happened with Carl Lover Boy, um, mm-hmm. and Loverboy in his addiction issues. It's like, Kyle so badly wants everybody to stop bringing up the fact that I cheated on Amanda. Stop bringing up the fact that, uh, you know, we got in a huge blow up fight last year. But you can then go dig up things like, you know, a substance abuse issue. Paige can bring up, you know, well, last year in May, this article was written about Craig. It's like mm-hmm. we have to just live in the present because it really made the reunion just not cohesive with the season at all. What do you think about Andy? How, how did Andy do? I well, Look, Papa Andy, he you can't let <laughs> okay? him all.
0: After watching Jersey last night, I'm like, this is where where daddy was depleted. Okay. Because yeah. <laughs> like between that and Vanderpump, we need to space out. I've been saying for a couple of years now, like maybe it's time for Andy to like give the summer house reunions and that he ain't given Vanderpump reunions. To no, now. not now. <laughs> but like maybe some of the smaller reunions to someone else, because I don't think that he watches summer house
1: no I don't
0: think it is either my good friend Tom Hamlet he swears up and down he goes he does not watch a show he gets the cliff notes from yeah. uh, from an assistant right. and it, that's fine just don't claim that you watch the show Andy I just I feel like it, listen come on girl <laughs> I, give it to us because it's just so frustrating to me when he lets if he was cohesive across the board, I would be fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's letting Kyle jump in at any becking call, but then cutting, but then we have to cut off Lindsay, and then we're letting Paige go in. I also wish as the moderator, Andy would have looked at Paige in her eyeballs and said, Hey, 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 babe, what's going on? You know, we're at season seven, Virginia, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. what are what are we doing? Why yeah. are you talking about that? Because yeah. Carl and Lindsay had to ask Paige, why did you go out to eat with me and squash the beef? Not mm-hmm. Andy. And yeah. that would have been my number one question. I would have been like, Paige, you are very worked up right now. Did something happen this season? Did you see something on the screen that directly affected you to make you so mad today?
1: Yeah. Like, because
0: it's just a question and it's a fair question. Yeah. I could see if Paige would have seen like things Lindsay was saying about her behind her back, like things like that to bring this energy. But it's just like, okay, girl. And like, let's call it straight to say you don't care about Danielle that much. You just, don't. yeah.
1: Yeah. I do think that Andy, like his intentions were well when he's mm-hmm. trying to mend the fence between Danielle and Lindsay, because like he said, you know, he cares about this relationship. I, the viewers, I think care about this relationship, but what I didn't like about it is that it only told one side of the story. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like, you're, no matter where you fall on this argument, and I feel like it's so divisive because in relationships, I feel like you have either been the Lindsay in the situation or the Danielle in the situation. And that's why people tend to have such strong reactions about it. But when he was trying to really mend that fence and like, you know, the huge monologue, the breakdown moment, he really only looked at it from Danielle's perspective. He Mm -hmm. really didn't turn around and say, and Danielle, do you see why this affected Lindsay this way and why she's having trouble separating, you know, the, difference, whatever. So I thought in general, Danielle got off pretty easy. Yeah, she did. She sat there. She looked like a wounded puppy. She
0: let those teardrops fall. And it was like, oh my God, protect Danielle at all costs. When I'm just wondering where her montage was, because she said and did a lot this season, Yeah, said and did a lot. And I feel like she got away with like, I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to. Then why did you? Because all of that stuff that you were doing was completely avoidable. I think the thing that irritated me the most was all of the I statements when it came to, um, and I, and I get it. She, when she started explaining it like that, she was like, I wanted to do this for you, but my main issue, and this is me coming off the heels of, uh, I dealt with a lot when I was getting married for my friends, Mm -hmm. I had to tell them like, I understand that you want to do this, but are you wanting to do this? So you can say, look, I did for her. Or you want, because I don't, some of this stuff I don't want. Yeah. Like, so I really don't want it. So are you wanting to do this? So you can go back and say, well, look what I did for Giselle. Like, mm-hmm. look what I did for her while she was getting married. Or are you doing it? Because you're like, no, like whatever she wants, I'm going to move forward. Because again, I said, I didn't want it. She's yeah. telling Lindsay, I would have been there with fireworks. I just want the fireworks that I set up to be there. And I was like, but why? Yeah. What is Lindsay, the, Lindsay doesn't want the fireworks. She wants you to not talk to other people about her relationship. And that's fair.
1: Yeah. Today's sponsor is Factor Meals. Finally starting to get warmer. You want to spend your time outside and not in the kitchen with Factor's no prep, no mess meals. Visit FactorMeals.com slash Poptalks50 and use code Poptalks50 to get 50% off your first box, plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Factors Fresh never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you will always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. You can treat yourself to restaurant quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to factormeals.com slash poptalks50 and use code poptalks50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code poptalks50 at factormeals.com slash poptalks50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. That's totally fair. (laughs) What did you make of, we also like very briefly got the Danielle and Robert situation and she says she doesn't think that she was projecting her relationship issues onto Lindsay and Carl. I think it's, it's hard to like admit that because they don't, people don't willingly project. Mm. Right. But I also don't buy 100% that she was not projecting.
0: Um, I don't think okay, so somebody what you know the internet does what it does and it reaches <laughs> back into the past and gets the receipts. Yes. I don't no one consciously projects to that point. You you are correct there. But I just think that that's how Danielle is when it comes to relationships. They showed a clip of her season four with um, Paige and Perry. And she's sitting there telling Perry, like, you always have the perfect answer. I don't doubt that he's great, but no relationship is perfect. Mm-hmm. They showed the clip of her face when Kyle and Amanda got engaged. I'm like, Danielle, what's going on, babe? Yeah. Like, what, what is it? To the Robert point, it's I hard to date a chef. I was in the service industry for 12 years. I, there's no way I would ever date a chef. Yeah. No way. Um, I think that it's interesting that she's so mad at caught. Well, so mad, she had more of a reaction to Carl sitting down and responding to Robert saying, "Hey, can we, you know, grab yeah. something to eat?" Then Kyle picking up the phone when this had nothing to do with him, and then being like, "Well, we had to talk business again." I would have been like, "What business did you have to talk?" Because yeah. you're you're just being nosy, Kyle. Like you're you're just putting it. In there, anybody in Lindsay and Carl's shoes would have said, "Like, was she projecting?" Mm-hmm. We all said it all season. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, it's yeah. it's not that outlandish. So it just yeah. to make it seem like that's something only Lindsay and Carl were saying was annoying.
1: And I <laughs> also think like. I'm just going to try to play devil's advocate at Mm -hmm. some points because I've all have also been called a Lindsay lover. But like, if I'm Danielle and I have two of my best friends sitting across from me and they don't reach out to me during the breakup, which is neither here nor there, like that's another Mm -hmm. discussion that we'll get into. But then Carl says, oh, but I did reach out to Robert. At that point, I, I think I would be like, well, how come you can squash the beef with Robert to reach out to him, but you can't squash the beef with me to even shoot me a text to say, like, how are you? The thing, the thing is, I think, with Lindsay in general is that um, – how do I want to say it? She's not going to take the opportunity to extend the olive branch mm-hmm. if she doesn't think it's going to be well-received. You know what I mean because yeah, it's like uh, all yeah. of these things has have happened over the past year and it's like I I almost wish that she she would have texted her even if she even if just to say I did, you know, I did reach out. I was the bigger person in this situation, but mm-hmm. I just don't think that she works like that. Um do you have any any so here's my thing about that. I and I realized
0: this during the reunion and during the season, Danielle keeps like intertwining why she's mad at Lindsay and why she's mad at Carl. Yeah, You were mad at Carl for the engagement. Yes. You're mad at Lindsay for not responding how you wanted her to respond about the engagement. Because I keep asking myself, like, even if Danielle would have come to Lindsay and said, I'm upset I wasn't a part of the proposal and Lindsay would have said, oh my God, okay, let me talk to Carl. Mm-hmm. And she would have talked to Carl and said, why was Danielle not involved? What, then what? I, I keep asking myself, and then what, and then Danielle? What? And yeah. then what? What yeah. do you want? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I understand. Because Lind- Lindsay didn't reach out. She said, I did not talk to Robert. She was like, I didn't reach out right. to Robert. I didn't reach out to Danielle. So she was neutral in that. But then she's mad because I thought Robert asked Carl to. Oh, maybe. maybe. What, either way, the, the boys, whatever. They did that. Yeah. I would I would just wish that Lindsay and Carl would have said, I was still hurt, Daniel. Yeah, I'm watching all of this take place. Mm-hmm. I, know what ha- I know what happened was I was there and then I'm watching it take place. I was still hurt and I didn't reach out to you. I can relate to that. When I'm so hurt by a friend, I do shut down. And I, cause I like, I feel like Lindsay was in a state of like, I cannot believe this happened. Yeah. And not like, t- just to throw it back a little bit. I feel, I just don't understand why we like, the audience gives everybody else so much leeway. When Lindsay has told us what happened between her, her mother and her family, mm-hmm. I like. I'm not surprised that Lindsay just shuts down because exactly, she, and it it's irritating to me because Danielle can cry. If you cry, then your emotions are valid. But if your reaction is to shut down, because that's a protection thing, protecting yeah, your definitely. feelings, it's not valid to anybody. And I'm just like,
1: Whoa. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I've actually, I've said that a lot. I mean, when you look back over the past seasons of Lindsay's reactions to things, Mm -hmm. I mean, remember when she broke up with Everett on the beach, on the phone, Mm -hmm. not a tear and was like cut and dry. was like, I, you know, I think this is best for us to move on now. Okay. Like let's, let's do it. That's just the way that she handles situations, either that or in the past we have seen her get activated. Now I do think that Lindsay went into this season telling herself, I do not need to get activated Mm -hmm. or I don't want to get activated. And Mm -hmm. so you're seeing her both in the confrontation with Kyle earlier Mm -hmm. in the season when he's screaming at her. And then in the conversation with Danielle at the end, she handles it the same way where she just completely, you know, Mm -hmm. and I feel like I can almost hear her in her head saying, don't get activated. Don't get activated. Cause they like to take that and run too. So it's like, if she gets activated, she is overdramatic and nuts, mm-hmm. as Paige would say. Yeah. If she is consciously making an effort not to, she's cold-hearted and mm-hmm. emotionless. So I do see where she says a lot, like, I feel like I can't win with these people.
0: Mm-hmm. She she can't. And I mean, I get it because I relate to her. Lindsay's a Leo, I'm an Aries. Like, that. that's a lot of times. <laughs> and, and I process things. I'm not on TV, but I process things very privately, like, I will like come home and like sit there and it's st- like I might cry, but it's still not like a, <laughs> I'm yeah. just like getting myself together. And then that's how I process them. Like, yeah, it's, it doesn't make anybody right or wrong, but there's there's an accepting that's not happening. And that's what's frustrating.
1: So another big point of contention is between Danielle and Carl, and it's about the engagement and Danielle's involvement in the engagement. Do you think, because there's two theories, right? There's one theory that um, Carl only told the people that he had to, you know, which does include a lot of her friends and family because they had to fly in. There's another theory that is he purposely didn't tell Danielle because of her reaction, Do you feel like it's a mix of both or do you feel like it's kind of leaning one way or another?
0: I think it's a mix of both. And I think that Carl did what he he thought was best. I've listened. I've been into it with my best friend before and our husbands are friends. And they're like, they are literally like, you guys have to fix this. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. You have to talk to each other because like we don't know what to do. Carl didn't know what to do. He knew, but he knew that at the end of the day, he was still going to propose to Lindsay. So Mm -hmm. he has to move forward because Lindsay is his partner. Like that, that has to take forefront. And, you know, I just, I just keep asking myself like, Danielle, how would this look to you? How would this look to you if, if they involved you in every single step of the way? Because I fear that when you give in to people who like, what they're asking of you in your relationship, that's then going to come back and bite the actual relationship.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true. And I always thought, you know, it wasn't necessarily about Danielle not knowing. Mm -hmm. It was about her perspective being, well, I'm the last to know and it's on purpose, which I feel like are too kind of different things. And, you know, Danielle even says, I would have been there with banners and balloons and Carl. I'm glad that he asked the question. I feel like Carl is like in his reality girly era, like he's not (laughs) afraid to get in it anymore. He used to be afraid to get in it. But Mm -hmm. he's like, he's like, Danielle, I told you I was ring shopping and you screamed into a pillow. Like if you were to say, I would have loved, I, she was like, I would have loved to have helped. That would have been the time to say that.
0: I was so confused by people being like, that's presumptuous. You don't go shop for rings unless you plan on proposing. (laughs) Why would that be presumptuous? I just don't understand what these people are talking about. Sometimes I'm like, are you guys so tired of trying to be on the opposite side of everything? We cannot deny that 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 pillow scream was a wild reaction.
1: Yeah, And it was. was a telling one. Yes.
0: But, and yeah, go ahead. Well, no, I was just going to say, like, I don't we didn't even say like, Danielle, do you understand we're screaming into a pillow? Yeah. was <laughs> So overdramatic. And because I the way I see it at that point, she literally could have just been like, OK, so you guys are really, really moving forward with this. Mm-hmm. Yes. OK. What do we need to do? Right.
1: That's it. Yeah. You know, and it it kind of foreshadowed what happened at the engagement party. And I think I'm I'm really confused in general about how this finale ended, because in one breath, she says, I regret nothing from the Mm -hmm. engagement party except my outfit, drinking too much and talking to too many people. And then she turns around and she does say, I'm sorry that I ruined your engagement party. So do you regret nothing or are you sorry? That it ruined her night. Like the disconnect, I just. Yeah, I'm gonna call a spade a spade. Um, I'm not gonna bite my tongue anymore on this.
0: I think Danielle is lost in the space of where she belongs as a reality TV star because for this whole time, she's had Lindsay helping her along. And now, I, that's where I think that I regret my outfit came from because I was yeah. like, who says that? If you're really trying, that was the first thing out of her mouth. Yeah. And for me, if you would have said that and I'm really trying to talk to you about our friendship, we're done you want to talk about an outfit right now? And mm-hmm. this is what you did. And then you, she said, I would talk to like three less people. You're trying to make a moment there. You're trying to be funny. And I'm trying to talk to you about this relationship. Yeah. So I think she's caught in between where she belongs in this reality TV space, Um, which she's not friends with, Lindsay. And you cannot tell me that like she feels super comfortable over there with those girls. I'm sorry, you you just can't. And I hate the page said like she was never allowed to be friends with us page come on that's not I've said this before Lindsay's not Bellatrix Lestrange she's not passing (laughs) spells on people she's not like threatening them like I'm gonna rough you up if you go talk to her that's not it there's scenes from season four with all of them out to eat like Mm -hmm. it that's just not true and y'all don't like her either Yeah. yeah and like I it's just
1: throwing me so off so off yeah. I mean, like I said, just a strange reunion. I left feeling like, what the heck did I just watch? I have no idea really truly where anybody stands. I said in previous episodes that I wouldn't be surprised if we saw somewhat of a Lindsay and Danielle reconciliation strictly for the optics of moving forward into a next season. They both still want to be on television. Like let's not get it twisted. Mm -hmm. Lindsay and Carl, you know, they're gearing up for their wedding. Danielle doesn't want to go anywhere. She was on winter house. So do you have any predictions of maybe who will and won't be back for next season? Um, I really think
0: that if we can move on, like, and I mean, honestly, truly move on, everybody can come back except for Maya Mm. that I'm not, I'm not, I'm serious. That whole like covering the mics, running away from cameras. You literally did the opposite of what you were supposed to do as a reality TV star. I don't care what you were going through, like your boyfriend cheating on you, but I think everybody can come back, but we have to move on. Mm -hmm. If we can't move on, then I say that we just need to strip it down to the basics. I really think that Sam Gabby, um, Chris can come back I want to see Alex come back he's so cute to me yeah I want to see him he could not get a
1: fair shot (laughs) he did not get a fair
0: shot I would love to see my Lukey come back yeah that's gonna happen (laughs) um I don't think Lexi wants to be on tv you know what I mean? So yeah. whatever. Have Sam and Gabby bring some friends in. And then we alternate the OGs. I think we can, you know, bring them in. We can get some shots of them in the city. We need yeah. to get back to being in the city. I think co- the COVID year kind of ruined that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then th- we regroup because this isn't going to work if if we don't want to move on.
1: Yeah, I agree 100%. And I'm like, even even with Paige, even though I know people think I'm anti-Page, I'm really not. Like, I understand her entertainment value to the show mm-hmm. as well. And I mean, her first two seasons, she was such a fan favorite. I want to get back to that space, you know, where it's yeah. not just so ugly and nasty all the time.
0: You know what I'll say when I was looking at those old clips? Because I never was like a Paige Dan, I have people messaging me all the time. It's like, I wish you liked her. I'm like, I don't really know why because I don't know the girl. I'm just commenting off of what I see on TV. And when her first two seasons, I I did enjoy Paige. I Mm. enjoyed the dynamics. And I think that Paige, I'm not saying bring Hannah back, but I think Paige needs like a chaotic neutral, a friend that's willing to say neutral because Hannah was willing to like, Yes, she was. Conversations off with Lindsay, film scenes with Lindsay, film scenes with Danielle, be over here, be over there. She wasn't mm-hmm. afraid to like kind of say something um, about Paige, and, but still keeping their relationship at the center. She lost that when Hannah left. Yeah. And now she has people who don't want to, don't care to stay neutral. They don't right. care to hide their feelings. I also think that Craig is in her ear.
1: Yes. And we will leave it at that because I do not (laughs) disagree with you. I feel like we definitely have seen that shift uh, Mm -hmm. in her in the past couple of years. But anyways, um, I know we're so crunched for time, so we do have to go. But Zell, thank you so much. I love you. I said it at the beginning of my podcast. I just love that you're so unapologetic in your opinions and I take inspiration from you. So tell everybody where they can find you. Um, yes, you can find me on my podcast, the Who Asked Me
0: podcast. It's on Spotify, Apple, wherever you find your podcasts. Um, on Instagram at Who Asked Me podcast. And then TikTok is Who Asked Zell. Zell is S-E-L-L-E.
1: Okay, and we're done with Summer House. Woo! Until we get <laughs> casting decisions in a week.
0: <laughs> oh, is it a week?
1: It should be soon. I mean, what? It's it's the first week of June. You know, they'll oh, yeah. definitely be filming by July fourth. So we're True. we're getting down to it. So oh god, stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, thanks for joining another episode of MPT in the Books. Don't forget, bonus episode comes out on Friday talking about part three of the Vanderpump Rules Reunion. Please leave a review if you haven't yet to drown out the one-star reviews that I got last week, and I'm probably just adding fuel to the fire right now. Somebody else is going to go leave me a one-star review, but if you haven't, leave a little review, a little love you like a sis, because you know I do. We'll see you next time, and love you like a sis.
0: A Huda Media Production.